Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting solopreneurs, startups, and side hustlers share their startup stories. Rising Tide helps you break free from the Monday blues and launch your own startup. Each episode is a startup masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pruitt with Rising Tide Startups, and my guest today is Clarine Mitchell. Clarine, thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Love the name of the podcast. I think it's all so apropos for entrepreneurs. Well, <laughs> I, yes, right? I appreciate that. And, and there, was, there was some thought behind that, you know, when I started, <laughs> for sure. Kind of the whole vibe, whole ethos behind it. But tell Rising Tide a little bit about Clarine Mitchell. So Clarine Mitchell is in the greater Milwaukee area of Wisconsin. So I'm in the Midwest. And first of all, I'm a woman of faith. I'm married, have three grown children and two grandchildren. Um, focus of my life for the past, it seems like actually, so I said I have three grown children and I, in July of 2018, and I don't think my children really understand this, but they got a sibling, that being my business. <laughs> so, uh, absolutely. That is another child. <laughs> right. So I really have four children. And that fourth child is not grown yet. But the owner of TCM Communications and my business is focused on helping success-driven professionals and businesses effectively use social media, more specifically LinkedIn, to effectively advance their brands. And really just even backdrop-wise, I fell into the world entrepreneurship so to speak where it wasn't a plotted out process or something I had a long dreamed of doing had an unexpected job loss back in 2017 the fall of 20 I'm sorry 2016 rocked my world professionally unexpected right we never really just you know expect to lose a job and then for me the double whammy was losing a job but having to go so long without finding another job sure. um, career-wise it was always where I was able to transfer to jobs based upon a former boss pulling me or referral process, networking and all of that. So to lose a job and then to go months and months and months without being able to secure additional employment was the double whammy part, the second part of the double whammy. And so I fell into entrepreneurship by the summer of 2017, just at my wit's end not having the options financially, had tried Ubering, had tried some other things to fill the gap. That wasn't enough. So started my business and never looked back really, where now I cannot imagine life without being an entrepreneur. <laughs> now I cannot imagine working a full-time, regular, real job, so to speak. Although I miss those two-week paychecks, <laughs> those scheduled paychecks. There's those, <laughs> counting on those, but I love being my own boss. I love being able to direct my own days and be able to work to the ceiling of my own creativity, so to speak, where the limits aren't there on me to, if I have this bright idea, which tends to be the case with me quite often, <laughs> but when I have my bright ideas, I don't have um, environments or individuals who are stifling me or I have to go through all these steps to get it approved and validated, I can just go with it and continue to go and go um, based upon my own energy and based upon um, my own direction. 
So that part of being an entrepreneur, I love. Not sure if that's what you were asking me for, but that's my intro. <laughs> Absolutely. What a great intro. Yeah, that's pretty comprehensive. So, so tell me, when, when exactly did you start your communications company? When did you kind of incorporate? And, and so, was that in 2018 or? In July of 2017. Okay, 2017. So from 2017. Right, I lost a job in 2016. Right, in, right, okay. In, in the summer, so in July of 2017 is when I started the business. And so walk us through that period of time. So when you started the business, how did you, how did you get your first clients? How did you kind of market yourself? And how did you, you know, train yourself even for, for the job? Uh, train myself for the job. I'm, I'm still in the training part <laughs> of, me, Aren't we you all? Know, um, of being an entrepreneur, being my, boss, my own boss is um, learn as you go. I was attending job seeker networking groups. And in the process of attending those networkers, these weekly networking support groups, and you network, you get referrals from each other, and just, you know, support. After some of those groups, I was meeting with my fellow job seekers, having coffee meetings with them to give them tips on how they can effectively use LinkedIn. They were seeing and observing some of my successes or what I was doing online in LinkedIn, or I would make announcements about certain things. Um, results that I was getting on LinkedIn. And so they were requesting time and just the networking part and the supporting, I would meet with them. But then at a certain point, that light bulb went on in my head, like, hmm, instead of just getting coffee or tea, well, I don't drink coffee, I could get paid for doing this, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's really was the, the birth of the business. And my first client came through me really. And so even my background prior to losing my job or starting my business, my background, public relations and print journalism. And so having that communications and marketing, I'm good at that. <laughs> so being able to promote my business on LinkedIn, that's, that helped. But also, so my first client came from networking or promoting what I do on Facebook. So a part of a Facebook group for women and that's how I got my first client and then clients um, from different sources after that. So are, are most of your clients, are they individuals? Are they small companies or is it a kind of a mixed bag or how, how would it's you describe your ideal clients? It, it's a mixture because I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I do have clients as well. So I have corporate clients and then I have workforce development, educational clients, um, educational institutions as clients. And so it, it's a mixture of that. Many of my clients on the individual level are entrepreneurs themselves. So helping them um, learn how to optimize their LinkedIn profiles and leverage them for their businesses. And then so when I'm working with, let's say my corporate clients, it's all about helping the staff, the employees become brand ambassadors for those companies. So using LinkedIn in a different way where they can be further um, arms of the company's marketing team is a different approach because a lot of people still see LinkedIn is just for job seekers, just for recruiters, but it's so much more than that. So really yeah. from a brand ambassador perspective and that approach is increasing. And then, so for job seekers, when I'm working with my educational institutions, it's really teaching them from the traditional job seeker perspective, how to um, create their profile and connect with job, available job opportunities via LinkedIn. 
So my my audience, because I'm a startup entrepreneur, varies, and because I take work from pretty much wherever it comes mm -hmm. from. Um, but ideally, I, I really do appreciate my corporate clients and have room full of brilliant professionals and get them um, to a point of seeing LinkedIn totally different. And then watching them after my training and seeing how then they're taking the strategies I shared with them and using them effectively on LinkedIn to shine online as my business hat, um, slogan is. What do you prefer to do? Do you prefer to work with, with the corporate clients? You prefer to do the one-on-one? -on -one? I mean, you're, you're kind of, you've been in a little, you know, long enough to kind of have a, I'm going to trap you with that question. You know that because somebody's going to listen and go, oh, you said I wasn't your favorite. I thought you, I was your favorite. They're all my favorite. Right? Good answer. There you go. I, I'm smart with that. They're all, all of them are my favorites. <laughs> the one that pays the bills on time is my favorite. Yes. The, the checks are clear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. So you and I are stepping on elevator. We're going to go up 10 floors. You got about a minute. Give me your elevator pitch of, of the business itself, like how, how you could help me as a potential client. This is 2020, right? And we're in a highly digital era and it behooves everyone to effectively use social media to be able to advance their brands. Quite often people specifically with LinkedIn feel intimidated by the platform or have the perspective that once they create their profiles then they're done. But it's so much more to being able to get results from LinkedIn than just creating your profile. And so I work with individuals to help them feel less intimidated by the profile, understand um, by the platform, understand the platform, and learn how to leverage it so they can shine online and get results. So if you know someone who could benefit from that, I would be the person to help them to be able to um, level up their online presence. And again, um, it's 2020. Digital is taking over. Whether we want to we want to embrace it or not, it's pretty much almost we don't have an option. Um, it's almost where if we don't, we're almost like Waldo's. Where we're Waldo, if you remember, I'm kind of dating myself. But Waldo's coming back. Um, but you can't be out of sight because if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. And in this era, it's risky to be out of mind. What a great way to end. I mean, out of sight, out of mind. That is so true. That is so very, very true. So walk me through like a typical day. You, you get up in the morning, you get ready, you, you, you've got your kids are gone, except for that last kid that's still hanging around called a job. My wife would say she has five kids and one of those is me. So <laughs> now, now know, what's the, what's trying the typical? trying to get me in trouble to get me in that trap. Okay. <laughs> Tell me a typical day. Walk me through it. So typical day, if I don't have clients, my typical day, even before I get up and eat breakfast, I get my cup of hot tea and I'm at my computer. So people can always anticipate getting some fresh content from me on LinkedIn. Um, right away each morning. So it's all about educating the public um, of how they can continue to expand their brands. Um, so I'm doing that. I'm networking. I'm looking um, strategically on my LinkedIn profile to see who viewed my profile in the last 24 hours to see if there's some warm leads for me um, and sending messages out to those individuals. I'm engaging with others, especially. So going back to my favorites, whoever um, is ever in any of my LinkedIn trainings, they're forever my students. So I'm always supporting them. So they're priority to me. Whenever I see any of their content, I'm always engaging right away to help boost them up. 
That way my network then um, is exposed to their content and they're able to get that support. Um, so I'm going through and doing my routine. I do have, I do go some accounts for um, clients. So meaning I have some LinkedIn accounts where I create their consistent content for them because some people, um, they're busy. <laughs> too busy, but understand the value of consistent content yeah. um, with LinkedIn. So then I go to my accounts that I um, create content for. And so I'm putting out fresh content for them. Um, I do that plotting out in advance, um, but also making sure that it's relevant. So I'm not one of those who um, is dependent on automated systems. I'd rather let things be more organic so that they become more relevant to people and resonate with people. And so I go through that process if I'm not, if I don't have any training scheduled and that ends up um, kind of dictating the rest of the day because things then happen, it snowballs from there. If I have trainings then hey, that's the, those are the days I love the most. So it's doing the double check on the um, training case, suitcase, and then hitting, hitting the road and going to the client and getting there and setting up and having fun for me. <laughs> and um, teaching others how to use LinkedIn. I do workshops versus necessarily presentations. I do presentations if that's the request, but specifically I prefer workshops because mm -hmm. then people are able to um, put into practice what I'm giving them as in reference to strategy. Absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, quite often if we hear in just the presentation mode and we go away and we get busy with our lives then we forget what we don't right. fully understand and then we're less likely to put it in, into practice so i do the workshops and then that way people see progress right from the beginning by the time they leave the room they've already you know leveled up their linkedin presence a whole you know yeah. a whole yeah. lot Got their and laptop top right there. They can they can put the the changes into effect that you're mentioning kind of on the right. fly. So I walk yeah. them through that process mm -hmm. with LinkedIn. So normally, if you just have like the normal free account, you can't necessarily see who's viewed your profile. Correct? You had do you have to have a pro account or what? What are the levels of LinkedIn that, or what would you suggest people have with LinkedIn? What would you suggest? Right, so there's a free level that's available for everyone, right. you know, where everyone can get benefit from even just having the free level. But specifically, especially if individuals are entrepreneurs, I encourage them to have the premium level. Um, and so that's for, you know, their sales navigator level and higher, you know, level for you know businesses, but even just at the entrepreneur level. So I have premium and when my premium account expired, I was miserable. And so I had to quickly get the funds together to renew it. Just as you said, Kevin, when you don't have premium, you only see maybe one or two people who viewed your profile. When you have premium, the list goes on and on and on, and it goes into different categories. So that's one of the biggest um, benefits to me, um, especially as an entrepreneur, because again, those are some warm leads for me. Right, exactly. Um, is being able to see even when I send the message is the connection invite is thank you for recently taking time to view my profile. No doubt. Yeah, it's, it's a warm <laughs> I welcome connection. the opportunity That's right. to add you to my network. Please let me know if there's anything I can do to provide you assistance, but the warm leads. Yeah. So having yeah. that access to who's viewed my profile, but also, and I think when I looked at yours, Kevin, you had premium because I saw a badge. I'm almost certain if I'm remembering right. But you get the golden badge for when you have the premium. So it gives a level of distinction also um, when people know the difference between um, the badge 
there. Um, also, you're able to send more direct messages to right, people, right. especially the in-mail messages yep. for people who are outside of your immediate network. So that's another right. benefit to having the premium of LinkedIn. Yeah. And one of the biggest um, features uh, for having premium is access to LinkedIn Learning. And so when you um, have premium, you have access to LinkedIn Learning. They have thousands. I think the last count was 5,000 plus courses that you can take online for free. These are high level, very um, detailed courses that you can take by experts in their fields. And it covers whatever topic you would be interested in or area of, of work. There's a course, there's courses for you on LinkedIn and you get certificates. And so you go through the process of going through the training. There's quizzes that they give you for each of the modules. And at the end, you get a certificate that's, that gets populated into your profile. You know, or you can download it and have an actual certificate that you can include for other purposes. What a great well. idea. So what a great idea. Premium wow. is phenomenal. You're hacking it's your education together there. Yeah, wow. That, that is, I, 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 you, you've given us kind of a little mini class on LinkedIn. <laughs> It's kind of a freebie that you gave us there for. Uh-oh. See how I sucked that out of you? You didn't even know it was happening. I was just Whoa, trying to draw you, up you more information magic. out of it, get a freebie. So now that was uh, that was really good. That, it's a, what a great segue. Speaking of LinkedIn learning, this is the time in the interview where I just step away and step, step off to the side and let you become the professor. And um, this is called uh -oh. the Rising Tide Startup School. And it's a little okay. short segment we do kind of near the end of, a, end of our chats. But I'm just curious like you, you, you've started your business recently. So within the last three or four years, yes. so walk somebody through that is, is just thinking about starting or is just about to get started or just has gotten started. What are two oh. or three really foundational steps that, that they have to take to really be successful when they're, when they're kind of launching their startup? Just really curious what you would tell them. Oh, especially if it's not a planned process as much as you can, if you can plan that out. Um, but the biggest one is being fully in, you know, committed to the process of you being an entrepreneur, because if you're not fully committed to it, when other opportunities come up, whether it's a perfect job you see or someone else, you know, refer, think you, you're perfect for a job, the temptation, because again, we don't have those two-week paychecks, will be will be hard for you to, you know, if you're not grounded in your belief in yourself and um, your ability to make it successful. So having the grounding and belief in yourself that, okay, this is who I am and this is what I'm going to do, not relying on others to um, make things happen for you making things happen for yourself. So opening your own doors, creating your own seat at the table, your own opportunities, as opposed to um, you have to go out and hustle. One of the things I struggle with the most, um, true confession time, is cold calls, sales calls. But it's a must do. So being able to get into that habit, that routine right from the beginning, because again, the phone, just because as the old saying goes, you put the shingle up, and business is going to open up. It doesn't happen like that, especially if you have a service-oriented kind of business like sure. mine, um, and you don't have products you're selling. You have to get out there and knock on the doors. You have to get out there and 
not just be calling people or sending emails. You have to get out there, knock on the doors, and do it repeatedly. So having that as a routine right from the beginning. For me, I have to actually put it on my calendar. Um, and I have to hold myself accountable to that. Um, and reward yourself, your wins. So when you have your wins, no matter how big or how you know small those wins are, making sure you're celebrating those wins because they help to boost you along and to get you going to the next level that you need to go because it's a constant process, right? And so when you have yourself rounded in being able to know, okay, I'm making progress because last year or last month I was there, but I'm moving forward. I'm, you know, getting to another level. You see your progress and that helps you to push forward. I'm curious, if you were starting it again tomorrow, what would you do? What would you, what business would you start? Oh, this one. I love it. Oh my goodness. I was like, well, it took me so long. I, I love what I do in, um, it wouldn't be anything else. Actually, so when I first started my business, TCM Communications, it was more broad public relations business, but I got into the niche of just focusing more specifically on LinkedIn because there's a gap. Um, every day as I see, and I'm going on people's LinkedIn profiles and I, and I see, and the more people that I have in my training and the light bulbs that go off with them or them telling me, wow, I've been on LinkedIn forever and I never knew this or that or, you know, that this was possible. Just seeing that gap that's there and people just really undervaluing LinkedIn yeah. as a whole, yeah. but the world of opportunity that's there when people get that, that curtain, you know, open and they're able to understand it. So um, it would, it would still be this, me doing this. This is what I want to do the rest of my professional life. I, I love it. I, I mean, you've, you've certainly found what, what lights you up and what gets you out of bed in the morning. And, and uh, you, I mean, yes. you have to be because if you're going to have another child, you're just, you better be all in. <laughs> and right. it's exactly right. You better be all in. Clary, is there anything that we have not touched on? Anything you want to kind of wrap us up with and then tell people where, where the best place to find you online? Okay, so the biggest LinkedIn. is social media, right? And, and I don't get, I don't understand this still. Kevin, maybe you can help me. How people, they automatically know to create content on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever other platform, whichever one is their favorite, Snapchat, People are making posts, right? But when it comes to LinkedIn, people just somehow don't understand the importance of it. And I, and I say in my training, LinkedIn, um, your content is your gas to get you the results. And so, you know, there's, it's, you know, the saying, LinkedIn, um, content is king. But I really look at it as the gas that really allows you to get the results. You have to have the solid profile. You have to have the connections, right? But it's that gas that's really going to make the difference where people start to understand who you are as a subject matter expert. When people log on to LinkedIn, they see my content. Then when they need someone that does what I do, they're going to think of me automatically, hopefully, because my content is always there. But if, again, if you're a Waldo and you're out of sight, out of mind, people are not going to think to talk, connect with you. So right. the biggest thing, um, Kevin, is LinkedIn is free unless you get the premium levels. So why not leverage it? Why not take advantage of it? Especially for entrepreneurs, you can have a LinkedIn company page. That's free marketing. Why not take advantage of it? Yep. What a, what a great, great oh, way to wrap so this up. One. You got to let us know where, you, where people can find you. 
People can find me on LinkedIn. Long as they spell my name right, Clarine Mitchell. And I'm on all social media platforms as well, TCM Coms. But LinkedIn is the best place to catch me and to stay up to date. um, TCM Communications company page as well. I put exclusive um, LinkedIn information there. Um, Best way to find me, connect with me on LinkedIn. So well, we will certainly put those in the in the show notes for you, and, uh, and I encourage people to to look you up. And um, you know, we don't have very many LinkedIn experts on the podcast, so you know, she's in rare yes. rare air here. So it's it's time to uh, <laughs> time to hit up for some for some business, and we want to see as uh, as she's done her part tonight and just playing her part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Clarine, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. Another episode in the books. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening to Rising Tide.